Hi guys! Welcome to another episode of It's a Definite Maybe, a podcast where we discuss topics that might not always have a one-size-fits-all approach with your co-hosts as always, Stella and Rosie. On today's episode, we're talking soulmates. We'll be covering what the term soulmates means to us, whether we can have multiple soulmates, are soulmates even real? And we'll also be talking about whether soulmates have to be just romantic or do they come in other shapes and sizes as well. So Stel, I want to try something a little bit different, a little fresh segment. I want to know what has been your definite maybe for this past week. Ooh, I think my definite maybe has been, without harping on too much about COVID, coming out of lockdown and starting to do things again. Oh, it's hard. Oh my gosh. I have so little energy all the time. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. I know. It's it's honestly been so nice to actually catch up with people again. And in Melbourne, we've had great weather as well, or mostly great weather here and there, sprinkled with some, some rain. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Bureau of Meteorology will say, oh, it's going to be 13 of rain a week. And like, I sat out in the sun today tanning, but okay. <laughs> I know it's weird but anyway that's probably been my definite maybe of the week it's something that I am adjusting to still um and just trying to wake up my my social muscles a little bit because they've been in hibernation for so long (laughs) two years (laughs) what about you what's your definite maybe of the week so to not sound repetitive, I'm not going to go with the social battery, even though that my social battery doesn't exist anymore. I've been trying to start my TikTok career and I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not a hot 18-year-old girl that can dance. I'm a clumsy, awkward, normal, <laughs> weird 26-year-old that has no idea what she's doing, but she likes there content creating. There is also creating, a place so for them on TikTok. I'm here to speak to the millennials. I have no idea what they're doing and do not have a 14-step skincare routine. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. So that's what I've been doing and I do enjoy it and I love it. I love making content, but I have no idea how it's going to go. So far, the videos I've been posting have been getting about three views. So like, thanks to the three strangers on TikTok. <laughs> I think those views are all me repeating the video over and over again. So you're welcome. Thanks. And then like not me interacting from our own podcast account on my own TikTok <laughs> to try and get the view up and the engagement up. That's okay. We have to support each other. Exactly. You got to support yourself. Exactly. Without further ado, let's get into a soulmates episode. Woo-hoo. So Stel, do you believe in soulmates? I do. However, I don't know if my idea of a soulmate is necessarily in line with what's typically thought of when the term soulmate comes to mind. To me, a soulmate is someone, without getting too hippy-dippy or woo-woo or (laughs) head up in the clouds or anything like that, (laughs) without going too far down that route, to me, a soulmate is someone who you just have an instant connection with Mm. and some part of you deep down just recognizes some part of them deep down. You're cut from the same cloth, however you might want to phrase it. That's what a soulmate is to me. Mm -hmm. What about you? I think it's a hard one. I think when I think of soulmates, I instinctively think of a romantic partner, the love of my life, my lobster, Mm. as Phoebe and friends calls it, (laughs) which is still my favorite. Whenever I 
was starting to date someone new growing up before I met my current boyfriend, I'd be like, oh, you're my lobster. It's like, no, they weren't my lobster. They also didn't understand the reference at all. <laughs> but to me, I mean, oh, I know, all I care about is lobsters. I used to have a mug that said, you're my lobster. And then I that's also amazing. bought a pool floaty that's a lobster purely because of a lobster is a soulmate, according to friends, which is one of my absolute so favorite t-shirts. I know, it's very lame. But totally back on track is what would I define as a soulmate? Oh, it's a hard one. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to say that to every single question you ever asked me. Is, That's a hard one. <laughs> I know. Um, I think for me it's a very similar vein to you. It's just that gut feel. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you've known them forever. And for me, mm. soulmates don't necessarily have to just be romantic, but I yeah. think it's just that level of comfortableness and – I can't find a better way to describe it other than it feels like you've known them for a lifetime and it feels easy. I think that's the biggest part is it doesn't feel like you have to put in effort. Yeah, and mind you, when we say it feels easy, first of all, completely agree. We're definitely on the same page here. Perfect, (laughs) good. When we say it feels easy, I think naturally when you go through life, you're going to come up against different situations and challenges in the friendship or relationship or whatever Mm -hmm. type of thing you've got going on with your good old soulmate (laughs) over there. But I think if someone is your soulmate, you guys will sort of naturally find a way through it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've got friends who I would consider to be soulmates as well as being very lucky to have a partner who I also call my soulmate. We love him. He's the best. He's a good egg. Oh, yeah, he's a good I egg. Like that. I like that boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that you more than just like him. You've been dating for like four years, three years. I can't even keep up. Nearly four years. Far out. Yeah. Nah, he's all right. He's okay. <laughs> but I think it is an interesting point, the idea of a more platonic soulmate versus mm. a romantic soulmate, because I feel like what's constantly perpetuated in media in movies tv shows whatever it may be is that a soulmate is the person who you spend your life with and they're your person and they're your reason for being and all this sort of stuff yeah but i i feel like friends can also be that they can be the person or the people that you would call up at three in the morning if you got arrested and they would bail you out of jail or or they will cover you for anything Yeah, I feel like definitely friends can be soulmates as well. And Mm -hmm. it comes down to, like you said before, that sort of intangible connection, that gut feel Mm -hmm. of we're the same, like our souls recognize each other. It's like we've known each other in a past life or like we've known each other all our lives, even if we've only known each other for six months or a year or three years or whatever it may be. Yeah, I think it's that literally lack of effort. Yeah, totally. So then I guess on the note of soulmates, if there can be platonic soulmates and romantic soulmates, do you think that you can have multiple romantic soulmates in a lifetime? Because it would make sense if you can have multiple platonic soulmates as opposed to just one person. Mm. You only get one. (laughs) Only one for you. (laughs) I, for a long time... Oh, this is, there's so many layers to my thoughts on this. The first is when I was growing up, I thought it was just one person in the world, one soulmate in terms of a romantic life partner. But then as I've gotten older and wiser and realized that pop culture and rom-coms are not everything, that I think it would be a bit stupid if you only had one option. 
Think of mm. how many people around the world, how many countries, how many cities, how many different workplaces, and what you have one person, you have to find them in a sea of seven billion. Like that's yeah. so unlikely. So I think that there are multiple soulmates, not just in platonic, but in romantic as mm-hmm. well. And I've definitely had boyfriends in the past that I've dated who I thought, you know, they're the be all and all. <laughs> they are the person for me. And at the time they were my soulmate. And then mm. as I've grown up and I've changed and my priorities have changed in what I would want out of a soulmate and having that gut feel, that grows and changes. Yeah. So I think there's always going to be a few different people, whether you can have them at the same time and there's, I don't know, mm. five at the same time at a certain age. I think that's possible. It's a really interesting point that you bring up about certain relationships sort of being of the time. And mm. when you're in the relationship at the time, you think they're the be all and end all and you're going to spend forever together. I know. What do you know at 18? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way that I see it is there are certain relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic, that are supposed to come into your life at a certain time to teach you something. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to take something away from that. Like, I'm a huge believer in fate, or I have my own sort of definition of what I feel fate to be, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure we'll cover in a future episode. I'm sure we will. But I sort of feel like there are friendships and relationships that come into your life at certain times to teach you something. And at the time, particularly if it's a first love, I know that that relationship can feel like if you're not together, you will die. And everyone (laughs) always says you tend to not end up with your first boyfriend or your first girlfriend and you're like, we will be different. We will make this work. We're going to prove you wrong, (laughs) mum. Yeah. But I think the reality is those relationships might just be there to teach you what it could feel like to Mm. love someone with your everything Mm -hmm. or open yourself up and be vulnerable in a way that you haven't been vulnerable before or opened up to someone before Yeah, and then shows you what's possible. Because the way that I see it is different relationships with different people you love in different ways. And just because one relationship ends you feel like, oh my God, it's the end of the world and I'm never going to love anyone as much as I love this person. Never again. But in reality, that may be kind of true, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because the next relationship that you get into or the next person that you end up with, you don't necessarily love them more or less than the other person, but you love them in a different way because they're a different person and it's a different relationship and you're a different person when you're in that new relationship. Yeah, I think it would be alarming if you loved five different boyfriends in the exact same way. I think there's something (laughs) a little bit deeper going on that we need to address and work through. And I mean, who knows? People people may feel that way and people may say, no, I love all my partners the same way. And if that's what works for you, then go for it. That works for you. I don't know if everyone is in the same boat. No, I was chatting to my boyfriend just before we sat down to film this episode and the first thing he said to me when I told him we were filming about soulmates was think about the people who don't have a soulmate, you know, not everyone's as lucky Mm. as we are or Stella, you and your partner. So Mm. for anyone out there that doesn't have a soulmate or maybe you don't even believe in soulmates, that's also okay. You don't have to be dating or you don't have to have a romantic soulmate. As Stella was saying, soulmates come in so many different shapes and sizes It could be Mm. a dog for all you care or a fish (laughs) or a cat. 
It could be the the neighborhood bird. We've currently got a few baby birds that live outside our balcony. I feel very much connected to them on a a deep soul level. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you don't believe in soulmates as well, or even if you never fully feel like you've found your soulmate, that doesn't mean that you can't still have meaningful romantic and friendship relationships. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think I have so many meaningful relationships in my life that aren't just going to be a soulmate. And I think that's what's so Mm. interesting about platonic and romantic relationships in every which way and form. I think it's really got me thinking, you've been with your partner for a couple of years now, and I've absolutely loved seeing the two of you blossom together, especially having been been a friend with you through other partners and other dating stages. And I think I can tell, I think I could tell what, even the first time you mentioned your boyfriend to me, I'm like, this feels different. Mm. But how did you know that your current boyfriend was sort of it, that your your person, your lobster, whatever you want to call him? Oh, it sounds so cheesy, but they say in movies and TV shows, when you know, oh. you know. My mum used to say it, that like, to me. I hate that. <laughs> I hate and it. I hate it. <laughs> I'd, I'd always grown up hearing that as well everywhere that you go and you're like, yeah, 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 okay, whatever. When you know, you know. But oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, but that that felt real and now I, I understand. <laughs> it's, it's so cheesy, but I understand where people are coming from and why that is such a cliche because it is a thing. Yeah, whenever I was growing up, my mum would – I even not even just my mum when I was asking her when she met my dad or whatever adult I asked as a little naive kid that was – I'd spent way too long <laughs> watching rom-coms. I thought, how do you know that they're your person? How do you know that they're right for you? Every single person mm. said, oh, you just know. I'm like, this is bull. It's a joke. It's such BS. This is not helpful. No, not at all. <laughs> and then when I met my current partner, I just knew, which is the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I remember when you, I think you were, you just met him and you were about to go out on your first date with him. Oh, no. (laughs) And you were talking about him and you were so excited. And even I just had a feeling that this was a very special relationship for you. You know, we've been friends for years and I've Mm. seen you in lots of different stages of relationships and dating (laughs) as well. There's been some questionable ones out there. (laughs) Well, this one honestly just felt different even from an outside observer. Mm -hmm. And that's something that other people have said to me about my relationship as well. They've said, we can just, we see you guys together and it just makes sense. It does. You guys are so perfect for each other. And it's so weird because in my past relationships, I thought that too. And it comes back to that idea of in the time that we were in that relationship and the people that we were back then, realistically, we were probably right for each other back then. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we were right for each other forever. Yeah. Whereas in this relationship, I feel a lot more comfortable that it is a longer term thing. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I have on my checklist, so to speak, that my partner ticks off instantly. Yeah. And it wasn't that my past relationships didn't also, but that checklist has sort of changed and evolved as I've gotten older and learned more as I've dated as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think going through all of those breakups and other relationships helped you redefine what you wanted as a soulmate or help you find a deeper level of thinking and knowing, yep, this is my person? Oh, for sure. I think dating is that's what it's for. It's to Mm -hmm. teach you different things so you can learn about 
what you want in relationships, what you're willing to put up with, what you're not willing to put up with, how to communicate, those qualities that you look for in a person, all of those sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, all those And I feel like, yeah, so my dating history has definitely been in line with that. Mm. I've, I've learnt things as I've gone along and every past relationship or romantic interaction that I've had with people has led me to the point that I am at now. Yeah. And like I said before, I'm a huge believer in fate, but when people ask the question, oh, if you could go back in time, would you change anything? Even though I've had experiences in the past, particularly when it comes to dating, where I look back and I am not proud of how I acted (laughs) or how I treated people, which feels horrible to say, but I look back and even still, I probably wouldn't take back anything because if I did, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to go through those experiences and really sit with some of those ugly feelings within oh, yeah. yourself and nasty, nasty feelings and things that you've done and said and reflect on that and go, I don't want to ever be that person again. We I don't want to put anyone in that position. No, yeah. <laughs> we, we do not associate ourselves with her. She was us at one time, but she's not us anymore. Baby Stella who? <laughs> no I I'm exactly the same there's definitely been some great relationships there's been some really ugly breakups there's been some very questionable situations where little Mm -hmm. old me was trying to be too desperate and too naive which we're not proud of but I think it's all (laughs) it's all helped in terms of growing and evolving and sort of in essence defining what would be a soulmate Mm. to me At first, what I really struggled with is I grew up watching rom-coms and a lot of movies Mm. and TV shows where it's a happily ever after, everything's perfect, they meet their best friend in life and love partner, I don't know, it's their best friend's brother or it's their new work colleague or they start hating each other and then they fall in love. So I had such a romanticized concept of romance, for lack of a better word, that I thought, oh, it's going to be easy, just like the movies. And then whenever I was dating someone and they fell short of those ridiculously high expectations <laughs> because they're not, what, taking me on a romantic helicopter date to a beachside romantically dinner every other weekend. They're failing. <laughs> no, that's just a stupid movie concept. Yeah. But I, that's something I really struggled with is trying to set my expectations to realize, oh, it's not going to be necessarily that easy to find a partner or to find mm. a best friend who's a soulmate or even this concept of soulmates. I think it's really being taken over by Hollywood in a way that they've sort of capitalized on this concept that everyone's pining after. They're like, oh, let's turn this into some money in a hundred different Christmas yeah. love films. <laughs> well, this is a really fascinating concept as well, the idea of your soulmate or your partner also being your best friend mm. because I feel like in some relationships that is the case and you spend so much time with your partner that naturally they're the person that you share everything with and they become a best friend to you. Yeah, it's pretty much inevitable. But I also think that there is this idea that your partner has to be everything for Mm. you. They have to be your best friend, your therapist, your maid, your this, your that, your everything. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. But I almost feel like it's 
unhealthy to Ooh, put yeah. those sorts of expectations onto one person. Totally. And maybe your soulmate or your partner is just that person who you share a romantic relationship with and you connect on a certain level that you don't connect with anybody else. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be everything for you. Mm-hmm. I know that personally there are certain conversations where I would have with my boyfriend and others where I would tend to go to friends and he's the exact same way and that's totally fine. I think that's really healthy, really normal, or at least in my head it is. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way. I agree. I think there's too much pressure if your soulmate Mm. is expected to be everything in your life. I think there's... I think that's what's so good about having different forms and variations of soulmates in terms of Mm. a therapist person, companionship, someone who's romantic. Having different people, even if it's a few circles overlap in one person, but putting all of that into one basket, into one person, it just is unhealthy Mm. and I think it leads to a lot of toxicity or it can have a lot of things bubble under the surface quite quickly. So Mm. that's why I love having soulmates that aren't just my boyfriend that are best friends or maybe it's a family member maybe it's a work colleague it could be I don't know maybe it's a celebrity and you just fantasize or again it could be a goldfish (laughs) oh totally it to me soulmate and we we said it at the start of the episode as well but the soulmate is that soul connection Mm. a way that my partner put it that I absolutely love so he gets all credit for this (laughs) but and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it realistically because he's so poetic when it comes to certain things like this. He's a wise man. But the way man. that he sees soulmates, he is a very wise man. <laughs> the way that he sees soulmates and explained to me, because we spoke about this pretty early on in our relationship as well, it's one of those big topics that I feel like is important to, to know where your partner is at or where your friends are at mm-hmm. when it comes to those sorts of things. The way that he framed it is along the lines of you're cut from the same cloth. We're all made of the same particles and we come from the same thing, the same central source of everything, but there are going to be certain people where they might be made up of more of the same types of space dust or chemicals (laughs) or whatever it may be that you are Mm -hmm. and you're more similar on a fundamental, spiritual, molecular level than other people Mm. and maybe that's a bit scientific for other people but I found that to be a really interesting concept the idea that we're made up of the same things and some people are made up of more of the same things than others and that's why you vibe well with them versus other people where you're like nah no thanks it's not for me take you or leave you (laughs) really interesting concept I don't think I, I don't think you've shared that with me before and We've known each other for a very long time, so it's a really interesting concept. Mm. Turn that attend to your boyfriend for that. (laughs) What would you say to the people that don't believe in soulmates? Because you and I are pretty agreeable on this sort of stuff and we we very much see the same approach and we've always believed in finding a soulmate even before we met our current boyfriends. But I know there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, cynical, they don't believe in fate or they just think soulmates is a rubbish concept. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I... I guess I would just say do what feels right for you and if you haven't vibed with the concept of soulmates, some people may say that's probably because you haven't met a soulmate. Others may say it might be because you're not dialed into your intuition to recognise that someone is your soulmate. Mm. But also if you just don't believe in soulmates, fine. 
I'm sure <laughs> as people go through life, they'll they'll find people that they connect with more than others, but everyone thinks about things differently. So you'll probably just view it in a slightly different way or define it differently. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a bad thing if you don't believe in soulmates. You could, Like we said before, you can still have very meaningful relationships even if you don't subscribe to the concept of a soulmate. Yeah, I think everyone has a different word for it, a different meaning mm. for it. Whether you call it a soulmate or you just, you know, like this is the person I love the most in the world, that's fine. Yeah. So then I guess the big question is, do you think it's possible to go out there and find a soulmate or do you think a soulmate tends to just come to you as you go through life? This is going to sound so lame and dorky, but when I was younger, I, was, I thought I had to go on the hunt to find a soulmate. <laughs> I thought I had to put myself out there, do everything possible to be social, to expose myself mm. to different people I could meet. And I was always on the hunt, whatever guy I was talking to, I thought, ooh, is this my soulmate? Is this them? Is this my person? And then when I stopped looking and I stopped trying and I sort of gave up and I was like, okay, it's finally time to be single. I'm just going to enjoy my time. I'm yep. not, I'm finally in a place where I didn't want to date. That's when I met my boyfriend, which is what everyone says, you know, <laughs> oh, you know when you meet them or when you stop looking, that's when they find you. I think there's an element where you need to be in a mindset or at least in a place in your life where you're totally. open to having a partner and whether that's being on dating sites, whether that's being open to your friends, setting you up. I think there's that element of needing to mm. so-called find a soulmate. But yeah. I think there is a, a big part, at least in my eyes, where they come to you. I totally agree. When you talk about that sense of being open, that's always the thing that I tell to friends who are unlucky in love and seem to not be able to find a partner mm -hmm. who sticks and is really having trouble finding someone who they see a long-term future with. For me, the way that I've always yeah. seen it is you need to be comfortable enough within yourself and who you are as a person. And mind you, we'll unpack this in a lot more detail in a, a future episode. Oh, yeah. That's like a whole season of things to yeah. talk about. <laughs> But the way that I see it is you very much need to be comfortable within yourself and just open to the possibility of it happening as opposed to mm -hmm. trying to look for it specifically because then yeah. you'll overlook red flags that you otherwise wouldn't put up with. Or I think people settle try in that and instance. Fit. Yeah, like you'll try and fit square pegs into round holes Ooh, and it's yeah. just not going not not to work because nah. Nah. <laughs> that ain't it. So I, I love what you said before about being open to it happening because the exact same thing happened with me and my partner. <laughs> I'd, I was very happy with where I was, being single. I was going out, doing my thing, putting myself first and was loving where I was at in life. I reached a point where I was open to being in a relationship with someone and I'd said to myself, if someone comes along that I feel connected to and I feel so inclined to explore a relationship, then I'm definitely open to that. But I mm -hmm. also don't need that. So it's a, a nice to have, but not a, I need to have this right now or I'm yeah. going to die. Because you mm. can put a lot of pressure on relationships that way. Oh, it's and so unhealthy. You probably get yourself into situations that could have been avoided if you just 
try and take it easy as much as possible, even if you do really, really want it bad, because you might be starting to get to a certain point where your friends are in relationships and everyone's getting engaged and having babies, which even for me is terrifying (laughs) to see on my social media feed at the moment. It's a lot, but we can, you know, we'll cover that another day. (laughs) Yeah. Try not to put pressure on yourself or the situations that you get into because it's going to be a recipe for disaster in most instances. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone's on their own timeline and everyone's running their own race. We're not out there competing with each other. So if you meet your so-called soulmate at 17 yeah. and they're your high school partner and they're the only person you've dated, awesome. If you have gone through three divorces and you meet your soulmate mm. at 65, awesome. Everyone's doing their own thing and... I do believe yeah. personally that there's a soulmate for everyone and I think we all come across it in one way or another. It just depends in what capacity that looks like for how long. Yeah. Are they dating? Are they a best friend? Are they a parent? Like there's a whole myriad of ways to define it. Mm. And what we said before as well about typically you don't end up with your first boyfriend or girlfriend. For some people that may be completely false. They may end up oh, yeah. with their, their first boyfriend or girlfriend that they've ever had because they are lucky enough to meet that person very early on. And who knows if they met their soulmate early on or they're just the type of people where they're so motivated and willing to make things work that they put in the hard yards. And it may be a more difficult relationship than with other people, but they've put in the time, they've put in the work, and you Mm. just figure it out. Almost crafted their own soulmate, even if they weren't to begin with. Yeah. Well, that's another interesting concept in and of itself. Can you create your own soulmate? I think so. I think it's unconventional and maybe not as common, but I totally think there's, if you're willing to work at it and willing to grow together, I think there is an element where you can Mm -hmm. evolve into a deeper level of soulmates. But I'm, I've personally been Mm. fortunate enough when I found my soulmates and friends and dating that it's just sort of clicked from the get go. Mm. I think before my boyfriend and I went on our first date when we were still texting, because we met via a dating app, uh, I just knew and we Mm -hmm. hadn't even met in person yet. But, you know, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense. Well, it's so funny because people asked me, what was the moment that you knew your boyfriend was the one? Or Ooh, when you met, spicy. was there love at first sight? Because that's a whole oh, other concept, which I don't necessarily feel like I believe in personally. If you do, all power to you. I did not you. love my boyfriend when we first met. No, I didn't love mine when we first met either. In the nicest way it possible. It's time to formulate that level. <laughs> oh, in the nicest way possible. For sure. I love him now. He's the best. And we love your boyfriend as well. Totally. He's also the best. Totally. But I'm not going to fall in love in the first 30 seconds of meeting someone. To me, that's falling in lust or falling in love with the mm. idea of the person rather than who that person actually is. Because when you first meet yeah. someone, chances are you don't really know anything about them. And to think that you can you don't know immediately fall in love with who that person is, personally for me, as somewhat of a realist, I just, I don't subscribe to that concept. But yeah. that being said, when my boyfriend and I did meet for the first time, there was that feeling of recognition in a sense, and I can't really put my finger That's on it. That's a great word to use. Yeah, well, I can't really put my finger on it, on what it was exactly, but when we met, 
and we've spoken about this before, we both sort of felt like, hmm, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on you. This is this is an interesting person. I'm going to see where this goes. Even though at the time when we met, we were working together and it wasn't a romantic connection from the very beginning. We were very much introduced to each other in a completely platonic environment. But oh, there sure. was just that sense of recognition. And mm-hmm. then everything sort of went where it went from there. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing to take away from what we've chatted about today is that a soulmate can come in so many different forms, different variations. Some people Mm. might not even have a soulmate. That's also fine. People don't believe in soulmates. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a pet. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is a a boyfriend or a girlfriend somewhere in between. Um, I think that's what I love about the concept of soulmates and why I enjoy it so much is that Mm. I've got several soulmates in my life and they're not just the ones that I live with or call my boyfriend. Well, Rosie, I think that might be all we have time for. As always, to everyone listening, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate all of you. Make sure you head over to our Facebook. We've got a Facebook page and a Facebook group as well. Join both. Double the fun. Follow us on Instagram (laughs) as well. We are It's a Definite Maybe podcast on Facebook and Definite Maybe podcast on Instagram. So make sure you go over and follow us. We have also got an email address, which we'll always put in the show notes in case you've got any questions or conversation topics you want to hear us cover, need advice, send it through. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, we always really love to hear what you guys think. And please, it would be so awesome if you liked the episode and you like what Stella and I are putting together. If you could subscribe, rate, review, leave a comment, whatever you feel like, we will be so, so appreciative and come along with us as we continue this journey and continue our podcasting life as we talk about all the areas of life that might not have that one-size-fits-all approach on It's a Definite Maybe. Thanks, guys. Bye.